Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour. I'm your host, Justine Ward, and each week we bring you a classic show from radio's golden age. Here in the United States, we are celebrating Thanksgiving, and we have chosen two wonderful shows with a Thanksgiving theme. First, we have the verbal slapstick of America's favorite cross-talking comedians, Abbott and Costello. During this World War II broadcast, Their sponsor, Camel Cigarettes, generously donated cigarettes to servicemen in the hospital. That would never happen now. Boy, have times changed. I know you'll enjoy this hilarious romp at Lou's Thanksgiving dinner. Enjoy the Abbott and Costello Show, first broadcast November 25th, 1943, on NBC. The Abbott and Costello program brought to you by Camel, the cigarette that's first in the service according to actual sales records. See if your throat and your taste don't make Camel a first with you, too. Find out for yourself. Listen to the great rhythms of Freddie Rich and his orchestra, the swingy singing of Connie Haynes. And this being Thanksgiving Day, we recall this touching scene. As the good ship Mayflower landed at Plymouth Rock, the captain shouted to the Indian chief, Costello, Costello, do you realize it's 7 o'clock? Where have you been? Oh, Abbott, I just came from your house. And have I got news for you? What is it? Your cat just had chicken. My cat had chicken. Yep, my cat had chicken. Yep, you mean kittens. Cats don't have chicken. Uh, what was that you brought home in a paper bag last night? Uh, chickens. Well, your cat just had them. I... <laughs> you mean that cat ate my chickens? <laughs> he swallowed the chickens, bag and all. Why, why didn't you take them away from him? Well, you know me, Abbott. I ain't the type that would let the bag out of the cat. Oh, I think that wrong, huh? Well, I've got plenty of other food around the house. Well, by the way, Abbott... What? Seeing that this is Thanksgiving Day... Yes? I, I hate to think of you eating alone. What do you mean? What do you say to having Thanksgiving dinner with me? Well, why, that's uh, mighty fine of you, Costello. Good. Uh, at what time? Eight o'clock at your house. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. You'll get, no, no, you'll get no turkey at my house. Then how about a little duck? A uh, duck? Yeah, that's a chicken with snowshoes on. Hey, look... <laughs> I'm sorry, Costello. You can't come to my house for Thanksgiving. I'm having a dinner for the snooty set. Oh, the snooty set. You heard me. No, I'm not good enough to eat with pig. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Will you listen to me, please? I'm listening. Tonight I'm entertaining a few of the 400. A few of the 400? Yes. That's 800 altogether. No, 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 no. Just the 400. That's what I said. That's what I said. That's your line. Yes. Thank you. Well? Well, just because they weigh a little more than me, that don't make them any better than I am. No, no, no. Talk, talk sense, please. I, I couldn't have you at my house. This is going to be a very classy affair. Why, I have a, I have a little silver tray to brush the crumbs on. Crumbs? Mm-hmm. Certainly, don't you have crumbs at your table? Sure, Rabbit. You're welcome any time. <laughs> there you go. You have absolutely no finesse. No what? I said you have no finesse. What would I do with a finesse? In California, you don't need a fernet. <laughs> if, if it gets cold, we turn on the gas heater. All right, Costello. I didn't say... Or the radiator. Right, 
I didn't say... He's getting like Boyer. Yeah. All right, look, look, please. Furnace! All right, all right. I didn't say furnace in the first place. I said finesse. Finesse. Look. You don't know what you're saying. All right, you're getting me all mixed up here. Look, I'm trying to tell you. Listen to me, please. Your table manners are terrible. The last time you had dinner at my house, you did nothing but reach across the table and grab for the food. Well, what was wrong with that? What was wrong with that? <laughs> You've got a tongue, haven't you? Yeah, but I can reach further with my arm. <laughs> there you go again, Costello. You see, you know nothing at all about the proper way to eat. You have no etiquette. I got no what? You have no etiquette. Etiquette? Yes, you heard me. You don't even know how to say the word. Etiquette. Yeah. You don't... What do you, you mean? You mean antiquity. And uh, no. <laughs> it's... It's etiquette. Well, etiquette, antiquity, it's the same All thing All right, anyway. so what? Well, I'll go out and I'll buy one of them books on etiquette by Emily Piller. Emily Piller? Yeah. That's, uh, that's Emily Post. Okay, I'll read the both of them. Both of them. I'll go from Piller to Post. <laughs> well, you should read that book, Costello. Hmm. It will tell you a lot of things. For instance... Which is uh, proper to use when eating peas, a fork or a spoon? I, I don't use either one. Well, how do you eat your peas? Oh, I just slide my lower lip under the plate and bank the peas off the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Costello... Sometimes the mashed potatoes goes in my ears. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> Sloppy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Costello, you haven't got the brains of a two-year-old child. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Why not? Look at the difference in our ages. <laughs> The way you act, I could never have you at my table. Look, Abbott, if you know so much about manners, just answer me this one thing. What is it? Which hand do you stir your coffee with? I stir my coffee with my right hand. That's funny. Most people use a spoon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all laughing. Now, that settles it, Costello. You ain't got no etiquette. Yeah, that settles everything. I was just about to break down and invite you for dinner. But now you had to be a smart aleck, didn't wait, you? Wait a minute, Abbott. Yeah, you did. Wait a minute. Now. You're my old pal. I can't help it. You can't do this to me. Well, I did. You've got to invite me to dinner on Thanksgiving. I ain't got no place to go. I'm sorry. You can't let your old French dog. Ah. Look at me, Abbott. Yeah. I only weigh 90 pounds now. And, uh, 90 pounds? Why, you're 56 inches around the waist. Yeah, but I'm hollow. I, all right, look. <laughs> ah, look, all right, all right. You can come to dinner, Costello. But you'll have to make yourself useful. Now get there early and wait on the table. Well, why should I wait on a table? Why can't I wait in Apollo with the rest of the people? No, no, you dummy. I mean, I want. I don't you... want to sit on your table Listen. waiting. I mean, I want you to help with the serving. Now, the first, uh, the first course will be orders. Of course, you know what orders are. Yeah, that's French for leftovers. No, no, Costello. <laughs> orders are snacks. Now you take care of the ladies first. It's uh, it's up to you to see that each lady gets a snack. Are the husbands going to be there? Uh, certainly. Then I ain't going to do it. What? Uh, do what? I ain't going to go around snacking the ladies. <laughs> Their husbands are liable to come around and snack me. <laughs> On second thought, you'd better stay out in the kitchen and help with the oyster dressing. Why, Abbott? What's the matter? What you said? Well, what, what, what's wrong? You ought to be ashamed of yourself, talking that way to a boy of my age. What do you mean? I'm just at the age of picking things up like well, that. Well, what's too. wrong? Why, it's a good thing my mother isn't here. Oh, the shame of it all. What are you talking about? How dare you ask me to help with the oyster dressing? What do you mean? Now, look, Abbott. I didn't mind when you said I had to wait for you on a table. And I was only mildly surprised when you asked me to snack all the ladies, especially in front of their husbands. But when you have the nerve to ask me to go out in the kitchen and dress a bunch of naked oysters, you not only humilify me, but you have impugned on my good name. <laughs> Tomorrow on the back cover of Life magazine, you'll see a very stirring set of pictures under the title Pair of Aces Back to Back, a Navy dauntless dive bomber attacking a Japanese carrier. Notice, too, the pair of flyers, 
the pair of aces in the lower left-hand corner, and read the words they're saying. I quote, Camel's Our Cigarette. Suits the throat and the taste to a T. Unquote. C-A-M-E-L-S. Camels, they're aces with the aces. Could be with you, too. Here is Freddie Rich with Java Junction. You have to cut out that thing in the kitchen. You're disturbing the guests. Whatever. I always sing when I'm making sour milk biscuits. Sour milk biscuits? Sure. We haven't got any sour milk. Uh, you will have when I get through singing. And Mammy's little baby loves shortening and shortening. All right. Uh, Nelson Eddie better save his money. All right, look. <laughs> cut, the, cut that out. Look, what are you doing there? What's all that stuff you're putting in? How to do it. What did she say? First, i got to put in two tubs of butter. Two tubs of butter? Sure. It says right here in the cookbook. Butter. Two TBS tubs. <laughs> That's tablespoon. I threw them in too. You threw. Uh, what else did you put in there? I put in some flour, salt, yeah. baking powder, and three gallops of molasses. Three gallops. What are gallops? You know, Abbott. When you pour the molasses out of the jug, it goes gallop, gallop, gallop. gallop. <laughs> I, I put in three of those. Look, Costello, I, I don't want you to do any cooking. I've got a chef coming here to take care of that. I, I thought you'd be out here singeing the feathers off the goose. Doing what? Singeing, singeing. Don't you know how to singe? Sure, I know how to singe. I was singeing when you came in. I'm not a baby. No, 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 I'm a good singer. Yeah, no, 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 no. Singeing gets the down off the goose. Didn't you ever get down off a goose? No. No. Did you read that right? Yeah. Well, didn't you? Did I ever what? Didn't you ever get down off a goose? No, I got down off a horse. No, no. I never rode a goose. No. Oh, thank goodness. Here comes the chef. I am the cooking I'm don't tell me that you're the cook. Mm, yeah, could be, yeah. You know something over in Paris? I am known as the famous French chef, Pierre René. You're the great Rene. That I am, yes. And what are you doing in California? Oh, I always come here in the Rene season. <laughs> the Rene season? Yes. <laughs> this guy's a washout. 
Never mind that, Costello. Look, we've got to get my Thanksgiving dinner cooked, please. Yes. You'll find all the utensils in that big cupboard over there. Oh, please pass your utensils. Who needs your utensils? I brought along my own pot. That's the first pot I ever saw with a belt around it. <laughs> Costello, please keep out of this. Kitzel, do you know uh, anything about cooking game? Do I know how to cook game? Why, I'm cooking the finest pinochle you ever tasted. You uh, cook pinochle? Sure, pinochles and sauerkraut. Oh. <laughs> Look, Kitzel, I don't want to get personal, but why don't you pull in your tongue? Nobody ordered cold cuts. Ooh. Look, never mind that, Costello. Kitzel, get busy, please, and get the dinner ready. No, 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 just a second, just a second, my little man. Don't get excited. First, I got to open my little bag and get out my chisels and saws. What chisels and saws? Cream chisels and cranberry saws. <laughs> you know, Kitzel, it's too bad you didn't bring your monkey wrench. Well, for goodness sake, what would I be doing with a monkey wrench? Well, you could tighten the nuts on a fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> Costello, please. Uh, will you get busy and help, Kitzel? I'm going into the living room and see if any of my guests have arrived yet. Sebastian! Sebastian! Shut off that radio! Shut it off! Mm, my Sebastian. Well, I just come over to help you out, Uncle Bud, and I thought the guests would like some nice romantic music. Romantic music? Mm-hmm. Oh, that tiger isn't romantic music. It is to another tiger. All right. <laughs> Now, look, Sebastian, if you're going to hang around here, you'll have to behave yourself. Now, this is going to be a very formal Thanksgiving dinner. The men will all wear tails. Tails? Who's coming? Mickey Mouse? Now, <laughs> will you please listen, Sebastian? It will be your job to usher the people into the dining room. I will sit at the head of the table. Ken Niles will sit on my right hand, and Connie Haynes will sit on my left hand. Ken Niles is going to sit on your right hand? That's right. And Connie Haynes will sit on your left hand? That's right. How are you going to eat with your feet? No, no, no. <laughs> Look, when you get all the people seated, you go to the kitchen. Then when I ring this little dinner bell, your brother will hand me the carving knife and you give me the bird. In front of everybody? <laughs> That'll do, Sebastian. Now go out in the kitchen and uh, make some ice water. And I do hope you can make ice water. Yeah, sure. You just peel an onion. An onion? Yeah, that'll make your eyes water. <laughs> Sebastian, ice water is frozen water. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Then what is frozen ink? I stink. Uh, You'll get no argument out of me, brother. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> Connie Haynes in a current revival of a great song, The Sunny Side of the Street. Grab your coat and get your hat. Leave your worry on the doorstep. Just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street. Can't you hear a bit of pain? And that has been true to yourself. Life can be so sweet on the sunny side of the street. I used to walk in the shade with those blues on parade. But I'm not afraid. This rubber crossed over. If I never have a thing, I'll be rich as Rockefeller. So dust at my feet on the sunny side of the street. 
and ever have a say. I'll be rich as Rockefeller. Oh, at my feet on a sunny, sunny side of the street. You have read in the papers how people are smoking so much more and how cigarettes are being shipped to our fighting men overseas in huge quantities. And if your dealer occasionally should say, Sorry, sir, we're out of camels today, don't let that stop you from asking for camels the very next time you're buying cigarettes. Remember that camels' rich, full flavor and kind, cool mildness make camels worth asking for again and again. Because war or peace, camel is still camel. And your T-Zone, that's T for taste and T for throat, will confirm that statement. C-A-M-E-L-S. Camels, now as always, the cigarette of costlier tobaccos. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you to the home of Bud Abbott, where a formal Thanksgiving dinner is about to be served. Costello has been working in the kitchen all day like a dog, but he is now ready to face the guests. Let us look in on this dog face. <laughs> Costello, Costello, the guests are arriving. Open the door and announce them as they come in. Announcing Mr. and Mrs. Ned Blank, Mr. and Mrs. Phil Kresner. Announcing Lord Hipsqueak, Knight of the Garter, Lord Beaverport, Knight of the Bath, and Hedy Lamar. Uh, Hedy Lamar isn't here. I was thinking of another night. Gentlemen, <laughs> how dare you leave me standing here? Kindly take my card and announce me. Okay. Hillside, 2183. Ask for Hazel. <laughs> if a man answers, hang up. Oh. Wrong card! Wrong card! That isn't my card. I'm sorry, I got that mixed up with one of my own. Uh, Costello, watch your manners. Okay. This is Lady uh, Jennifer uh, Cookie Cutter. <laughs> This little boy, my home, you know, is at Glen Dinning on the Tyne. Glen Dinning on the Tyne? Then you must know my great aunt Harriet. The old girl is bowling you know. Oh, from Glen Dinning on the Tyne? No, from hitchhiking on oil trucks. <laughs> All right, that's enough, Costello. Take uh, Lady Jennifer's coat and I'll escort her to the table. Oh, by all means, the table. Oh, I'm so hungry, I could eat a horse. Uh, Costello! Costello, get that horse out of here. Get out of here. Get, get out, out of here. Get out of here. And uh, please, please, bring Lady Jennifer a cocktail. Yes, uh, make it a martini uh, with a black olive. You drink martinis with a black olive? Yes, I'm in mourning for my husband. <laughs> If I was you, Lady Jennifer, I would lay off those martinis. They're pretty hot. Costello, what makes you think they're hot? Because I just poured one. When I dropped the olive in, the olive stuck out its pimento. What a dream, Mr. Carton, Mr. Rabbit. I have a little uh, Thanksgiving present for you. A nice, fat Belgian hair. I raised them, you know. Oh, thank you, Lady Jennifer. Costello, take Lady Jennifer's hair. Take her what? Take her hair and put it in the icebox. Okay, have it. Costello! Now look what you've done. Speak to Lady Jennifer. Hello, Baldy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm 
never been so insulted in all my life. Come, Lady Jennifer. I'll show you under the table. Uh, I'll show you... Uh... That's a line right, not under that table. No, no, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jennifer. I'll show you to the table. Very well. You may take my arm. Does that come off, too? Yes. <laughs> Costello, get busy and serve the dinner. And remember, I don't want to see your thumb in the soup. Okay. Lord okay. Beaverbrook. Uh, Bord, I pardon me, Mr. Beaver, Bord. Quite all right. It's quite all right, please. Uh, what part of the turkey would you like? Well, I'm a flyer. I'll take the wing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Freddie Rich. Well, uh, I'm a musician. I'll take the drumstick. And, Sebastian, what part of the turkey would you like? Well, you can skip me. I'm a veteran, kid. <laughs> I hope somebody will remember me. I like the neck. I like the neck, too, Connie. I'll meet you out on the front porch. Costello, keep quiet and save the soup. And remember, I don't want to see your thumb in it. Okay, I'll fix that. Oh, somebody turn off the light. Quick, turn on the light, somebody. There, the lights are on. Oh, What's the trouble, Lady Jennifer? Oh, my necklace is gone. Somebody's stolen my pearl necklace. Quick, Costello, call the police. Please! Well, no, 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 no. No, no, use the French phone. I don't speak French. Oh, here. <laughs> Please, here, I'll call him. Operator, give me the police. Hurry up. Hello, police department. This is Bud Abbott's home. There's been a robbery here. Come over at once. Well, here we are. We're from headquarters. What took you so long? So I long. said, what took you so long? So long? What, are you leaving already? <laughs> now, shut up, you. You look suspicious. Stick up your hands and reach for the ceiling. Okay, but I know I won't make it. I have <laughs> Officer, there's been a robbery here. The lights went out and somebody stole Lady Jennifer's pearl necklace. <laughs> a stolen necklace, eh? Somebody will get the jug for this. <laughs> Sounds like you've had it already. <laughs> come on, come on, line up against the wall and you too, fat boy. What's your name? Honest Luke Costello. Costello, eh? Ain't you got a relative uh, doing time at Alcatraz? Yes, sir. That's my uncle, Stebbins. They put him in for something he didn't do. For something he didn't do? Yeah, he didn't wipe off his fingerprints when he robbed the bank. <laughs> now get in line there. I'll take this gentleman first. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Lord Beaverborn. Uh, where were you sitting when the necklace was stolen? Well, I... You lie! Ouch! How long have you known Lady Jennifer? Well, I... You lie! Get rid of him fast, don't he? <laughs> All right, Sergeant. Drag this man out of here. Now, Costello, you're next. I think there are others ahead of me. <laughs> I'm ready to take you now. But I don't want to be selfish. Women and children first. <laughs> Sit down there in the chair. Just a minute. Who are you shoving? Who are you shoving? I'm shoving you, and what about it? I just wanted to be sure. <laughs> now... Where was you when the lights went out? I was... You lied! I expected it. Ouch! <laughs> What's the matter? Look what he did. Did you hurt your head? No, but he broke my shoelaces. <laughs> Shut up, you. Now I'm going to question the little boy here. Oh, no. Not that. You can't question my little brother, Sebastian. And why not? There's only one head between us. I'm playing both parts. Officer, there's been a horrible mistake. My pearls went stolen at school. They slipped off my neck into my tapioca. Well, leave them there. You look better wearing ta ta tapioca. <laughs> what happened to Costello? But wait, 
wait a minute. There's one thing I can't understand, Costello. Who turned out the lights when you were serving dinner? I turned them out, Uncle Bud. Sebastian, why did you turn the lights off? Because you said you didn't want to see Louis thumb in the soup. Sebastian, do you realize what you did? You almost got me arrested. Your brother. They might have thrown me in jail. Then I would have to walk around with the pallor of the prison on my noble brow. Why did you do such things to your loving brother, Sebastian? Oh, I'm a bad boy! Abbott and Costello will be back in a moment. Thanks to the Yanks of the Week. Tonight we salute Lieutenant Thomas A. McKenzie of Auburn, Kentucky. Fighting off unconsciousness from flak wounds in his chest, this bombardier hero completed his bomb run without even letting his own crewmates know he was wounded. In your honor, Lieutenant McKenzie, the makers of camels are sending to our fighters overseas 400,000 camel cigarettes. Each of the three Camel Radio shows honors the Yank of the Week by sending free 400,000 Camel cigarettes overseas, a total of more than a million Camels sent free each week. In this country, the Camel caravans traveling from camp to camp have thanked audiences of more than 4 million Yanks with free shows and free Camels. Camel broadcasts go out to the United States three times a week, are rebroadcast to our men overseas and to South America. Listen tomorrow to Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore, Monday to Bob Hawke in Thanks to the Yanks. And next Thursday to Abbott and Costello. And now here are Bud Abbott and Luke Costello with a final word. Well, Costello, now that we've done our show, let's get home and have our turkey, huh? I think it's a good idea because I'm just about ready for it now. Uh, did you make the stuffing? Yeah, I did. I made grand stuffing. You did, huh? Yeah, I ground up a lot of breadcrumbs, and then I put in some garlic. Oh, that's right. And then swell. I put in a little onions, and I yeah. put in some more garlic, then a whole lot of onions, yeah. then a whole lot of garlic, then a whole lot of more onions, yeah. then a whole lot of garlic, and a whole wait, lot of more onions. Wait a minute. And then wait a, a little wait, more. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you taste it? Taste it? I couldn't even get near it. Oh. <laughs> Good night, folks. Good night. Good night, everybody. Be sure to tune in next week for another great Abbott and Costello show. And remember, try camels on your throat and your taste. See for yourself how camel's mildness, coolness, and flavor click with you. The Abbott and Costello Show for Camel Cigarettes will be back at this very same time next week. Don't miss it. This is Ken Niles in Hollywood wishing you all a pleasant. Good night. You are listening to the Old Time Radio Hour, broadcast each week over the World Wide Web. Next, we have an Armed Forces Radio Service variety show broadcast to service members on Thanksgiving Day, 1944. The show opens with an orchestral medley of songs associated with various regions of the United States. As you listen, you can try to name the song and its region. The show features singing sensation Dinah Shore 
and the stuttering comedian Wally Brown. I know you will enjoy the classic Thanksgiving sketch starring Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks. It's in good sound, too. And the traditional Dutch hymn of Thanksgiving had special meaning in 1944 when the Dutch people were being starved by the Germans. This is AFRS Thanksgiving Special, first broadcast November 23, 1944. From America, greetings on Thanksgiving Day, 1944. This is Lionel Barrymore, men. Your old collection of hash marks, and they've put me here at the head of this Thanksgiving table to dish out the entertainment vittles to you fellows overseas. By way of an appetizer, Percy Faith and the orchestra are offering a medley of tunes as American as a hot dog and a ham sandwich on rye. Music from America, North, East, South, and West.
We like to have all the folks around the table for Thanksgiving. And we are mighty pleased this particular member timed her trip abroad so she'd be back with us today. Dinah Shaw. everybody, this is Dinah. And this being Thanksgiving, Wally Brown has turned host and invited us over to his house for Thanksgiving dinner. Well, thank heaven. It was <laughs> beginning to look like Eatless Thursday. Let's go. <laughs> well, I guess this is the house. Well, Dinah Shaw. Well, Wally Brown. Oh, gee, Diner, I'm glad you were able to make it. What did you do, bring your own turkey? Turkey? Wally, that's Harry Von Zell. <laughs> Just a minute here. I do not look like a turkey. Or do I? <laughs> well, not a live one. Well, come on in. Come on in. Make yourselves at home. Gee, you got a nice place here, Wally. You were lucky to find a house like this with a swimming pool and all. Oh, it isn't bad. All except the front walk. What's wrong with the front walk? Every time I come home at night, I bump into those gasoline pumps. I mean, you... Oh. <clears throat> oh. You see, I told you, Dinah, that wasn't the swimming pool we passed. That was the grease pit. Okay. <laughs> come on, here. Let me hang your things up. Oh. Oh, brother, look at the moths in that closet. Oh, Harry, where's your holiday spirit? After all, it's Thanksgiving for moths, too. Sure. What can a moth eat? Just a stuffed cup and a blue pleat? <laughs> well, now, look, you fellas, can't we talk later? I'm hungry. Harry, where are your manners? Don't be so impatient. Well, I'm not impatient. Then stop chasing that moth. <laughs> well, let's get started. Dinah, you, uh, you sit over here, okay. and um, Harry, you sit over in that high chair. Oh, thank you. Wait, a high chair? Wait a minute, this thing is a trap. I won't be able to get at the food. <laughs> I think of everything, don't I? <laughs> Well, how do you like it? Look at that turkey. He was raised strictly on corn. Yes. 
Richards. And around here, he had plenty to eat. Too. Oh. <laughs> okay, kids. Pass your plates. Harry, leave your teeth alone. No, <laughs> Wrong place. Hey! Hey, butter! Look, he's got butter! Butter he's got on the table! Harry! Yeah. Harry, it goes on the bread. You don't spread it all over town. <laughs> And I haven't had... Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Wally, Wally, please. Just a moment. It happens that that's my elbow you're dunking in the gravy there. Oh. Well, uh, anything with me done it these days. Tell you what I'll do. I'll give you four points for it. I'll take it. Oh, I thought so. <laughs> okay, kids. What do you have? I'll have some white meat. There you are. Harry, what part would you like? Well, you... Well, what's the difference? I know what part I'll get. <laughs> oh, well. You know, this is a pretty good dinner. If I have to say so myself. And I guess I'll have to say so myself. <laughs> this is a pretty good dinner. Oh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Strange how it all started, isn't it? Tell us a Thanksgiving story, Wally. Oh, but that's done it. And after dinner story, tell you, probably he'll do card tricks, too. <laughs> you talked me into it. Well, it started a... <laughs> Way back in the... There was a boatload of pilgrims. They left from the... Uh, they landed at a... They were poor. They didn't have any, uh... They were on the rocks. There were hundreds of them. They were all trying to... But there wasn't enough room. I mean, uh... How could they all fit into one Plymouth? Who was at the head of this party? Oh, this really wasn't a party, Diana. It was very serious. Everybody worked. There was one fellow who worked like a... His name was John Smith. <laughs> the one and only John Smith, but he branched out. Well, look at the telephone book now. <laughs> Boy, that Smith guy, he really got around. He liked to travel. He was a... He was a hitchhiker. He took a ride on a... He went as far as... He went up to the... He was right in the middle of a... <laughs> he was lost. <laughs> But uh, he had a check, only he couldn't get a cash. The banks were closed. I mean, they always are on Thanksgiving. Ah, that first Thanksgiving. What a crowd. I'll wait. What a crowd. What a crowd. More people. More people were trying to... You couldn't even park your... And in those days, they didn't have any. I mean, it... Every... Everybody came. Even the Indians came. They had a reservation. And... <laughs> Thank you, Dinah Shaw. Wally Brown and Harry Von Zell. And now, gang, here's another neighbor who's dropped in on us for a free drumstick. John Charles Thomas. The chorus and I would like to sing the beautiful old Dutch traditional hymn of Thanksgiving. Or you may know it as We Gather Together to ask the Lord's blessing. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. He chastens and hastens His will to make known the wicked oppressing them from distressing, sing praises to his name, he forgets not his own. 
Since it's Thanksgiving Day, fellas, let's look in on the typical American home. The time is just after dinner, and we find ourselves in the living room of the Lancelot Higgins household, which boasts that sweet, unforgettable character, Baby Snooks. Oh, what a meal. Daddy. Snooks. Please. I can just about stagger to that couch. I got a funny feeling in my tummy. Funny feeling? Yeah. You feel like you didn't get enough to eat? No, I feel like I don't want all I got. <laughs> well, just drink some water and forget about it. I can't forget about it. Why not? Because I'm hungry. You just said you had too much to eat. Now you're hungry. I'm sleepy, too. Well, go to bed. <laughs> Daddy, honey, that's sleepy. Snooks, it's Thanksgiving. Let me go through one whole evening without punishing you. All right, Daddy. You got my permission. Oh, this is a night for gratefulness, for benevolence. Look, why don't you run across the street and ask how old Mrs. Hooper is? I did, Daddy, just like you told me. What did she say? He said it's none of your business how old she is. <laughs> Well, then, go inside and help Mommy with the dishes. Why don't you do it? Because a man's place is not in the kitchen. Is it on the couch? Now, don't be impertinent. Just run along and stay away from that icebox. If you eat any more turkey, you'll turn into a turkey. Do I talk like a turkey? Yes. <laughs> gobble, 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 gobble. Oh, oh the child is right. I suppose I should go in and help the little woman with the dishes. But then why should I spoil her? I'm so clumsy, I might break one. Thanks. Daddy! Snooks, is that your voice? Where are you? All I see is this crony little turkey. That's me. You? Good heavens, Snooks. How did you get to be a turkey? He said if I eat any more, I'll turn into one. Oh, Snooks. You didn't go back for more turkey, did you? Did you? Didn't I? <laughs> and look at me. I'm covered with feathers. Could it be that I'm a turkey, too? Could that be? Could be. <laughs> Snooks, this is weird. Yeah, it's weird. 
Lancelot Higgins, a turkey. Gone my bubbling laughter. My flashing smile. What can I say to the neighbors? I know, Daddy. What? Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> this is no time for jokes. I'm a turkey. And yet I, I don't feel like a turkey. How do you feel, Daddy? Foul. <laughs> Not bad, eh? Daddy. What? You may be a turkey, but you ain't changed much. Oh. Why, look, Sooks. We're right in the middle of a barnyard. Well, if I didn't know I was wide awake, I'd think I was dreaming. Daddy, there's a duck with eyeglasses. Quiet, Snooks. It may be Frank Tours. And look at that cute little chicken. <laughs> chicken, eh? A cute little chicken. Well, greetings, my feathered friends. Where is this luscious leghorn? Frank, Frank Morgan. Daddy, Mr. Morgan is a hen. Correction, my mealy mouse little moppet. I happen to be a rooster. <laughs> Hen is the female of the species. <laughs> Bless their little hearts. <laughs> I'm certainly glad to see you, Frank. Yeah. We are new in this barnyard. Well, I'm just visiting myself. I have a farm of my own, you know. That's funny, Daddy. He's a rooster and he has a farm. Well, uh, what's funny about it? Do you crow in the morning to wake yourself up? <laughs> She's such a girl. Of course I have a farm with cows and chickens and ducks, and I have a prize bull that weighs 10,000 pounds. 10,000 pounds? Oh, yes. Ain't that a terrible lot of bull, Mr. Morgan? <laughs> Everywhere I go, I get the same thing. Well, see you later. I have a date with a gorgeous Guernsey at one of the local watering chores. <laughs> Elsie's her name. She's a model for Borden's. <laughs> Goodbye, Frank. Don't get yourself into any hot water. Hot water? What have I got to worry about? I'm not a turkey. <laughs> Snooks. I didn't like that laugh. What made him laugh? Maybe his feathers tickle. No. Snooks. Do you know what day this is? Mm-hmm. It's Thanksgiving Day. Exactly. You know what that means? Sure, it means we're going to have turkey for dinner. No, we're the turkeys. They're going to have us for dinner. Oh. Us? Oh, what was that? It's a man with a gun, Daddy. It's Mr. Mudge. Mudge? Yeah. Why, of all people, he hates me. He'll wring my neck. Snooks, you've got to protect me. i got to protect you? Yes. I'm a great big heavy set bird. You're just a runt. Why don't you protect me? Hey, don't be silly. Who'd want to eat a scrawny, sawed-off, tired-looking little turkey like you? He's got a machine gun. That ain't a machine gun, Daddy. Oh, what is it? It's your knees knocking. Oh. <laughs> Snooks, he's coming this way. Talk to him. I'll hide behind this rock. All right, Daddy. Leave it to me. Hey, you... You haven't seen a turkey around here named Lancelot Higgins. Lancelot Higgins? Yes, he's that big flannel-mouthed bag of wind who used to live next door to me. Never heard of him. Don't give me that. I know he's around somewhere. You know what I'm going to do when I catch him? You're going to stuff him. Right. And then you know what I'm going to do? Uh-huh. What? You're going to kick the stuff out of him. Exactly. <laughs> what was that? It's somebody's knees knocking. Whose knees? Flannel mouth. Aha! Uh-huh. Run, Daddy. He's out to you. 
jokes. Stop splashing. Where are we? We're in a swimming pool, Daddy. Well, look over the side and see what's cooking. All right. Daddy! What? Uh, we're cooking. <laughs> I knew it. He's boiling us alive. <laughs> You're going to taste awful good, Higgins. Mudge, you can't do it. Stop him, Daddy. You can't cook us alive. It's murder. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Daddy. Uh, Daddy. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, sucks. It's you. Who'd you think it was? <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, you're not a turkey, are you? Snooks. Oh, Snooks, my little girl. Oh, you never looked more adorable. <laughs> me? Yes. Come here and let, let me kiss you. Don't you feel well, Daddy? <laughs> never felt better, Snooks. And I've just realized we have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. Here I've been sleeping on the couch while your mother's been doing the dishes. Well, I'm going right in and straighten up the kitchen with her. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow I'll clean up the woodwork with her. I'll think of something else for Saturday. Mommy's already thought of something. Oh, she has? How do you know? Well, she just said she was going to mop up the floor with you. <laughs> now I'm really cooking. Thank you, Fanny Bryce, Hanley Stafford, and Frank Morgan. Now, Dinah Shaw and the chorus join to bring us an Irving Berlin song inspired by the American spirit of thanksgiving.
nosso amor Winding up this Thanksgiving spread with just one or two more words. It's pretty tough for any soldier or sailor to get excited about Thanksgiving Day when he's a few thousand miles away from home and the cranberry sauce. But let's all be thankful anyway that we've got a country to come home to that's rich in its natural bounties and opportunities. And rich in its friendship with other nations who have proven themselves strong and helpful in hastening that day when tyranny ends. And we celebrate a real Thanksgiving. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. You have been listening to the Old Time Radio Hour, broadcast each week over the World Wide Web. You can subscribe at no charge through iTunes, Podbean, or RSS. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you can join us again next week when we begin our holiday entertainment from the golden age of radio. Until then, this is your host, Justine Ward, saying so long for now.